Hello? Chris, it's Scott. Oh, hey man, how's it going? <laughs> totally excellent, dude. Oh, um, okay, cool. Well, what's up? <laughs> Not much, compadre. Just chilling out here at Mikasa. All right. Hey, uh, are you okay? You seem different. Oh, yeah, man, I'm totally tubular. I've just been listening to this bitchin' new podcast and scarfing down some zaz, you know? Right. Bitchin'. Totally. It's called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute, and it's a completely gnarly new show that breaks down, analyzes, and discusses the 1990 live-action Turtles movie one shell kicking minute at a time! Wait, one minute at a time? Like, a whole episode dedicated to just, like, one minute of the movie? Oh. Hey, Scott, hold on a second. Dude, I have got a boss new podcast to show you. Oh my god, it's like totally rad. You're gonna freak. Hey, Adam, Rachel, uh, come in, I guess. Is that Scott? Put him on speaker. Yeah, he was just telling me about Teenage Mutant Ninja, Ninja Turtles, Turtles Minute. Minute? Excellent. Excellent. Rad. Dude, dudette, how totally mondo is that show? Totally, man. I like scope so many fresh new knowledge nuggets. I feel like my brain is going to explode. Yeah, and it comes out every day of the week, so I can just max and relax and score some serious turtle time. Chris, you have to motor over to DuelingGenre.com or wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute right now. Yeah, okay, I, I just... Am I going to start talking like that? Yo, Connor, don't be a spaz. Yeah, be wicked. Bodacious. Righteous. Fresh. So, bro, what's it going to be? You going to check out Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute or what? Well, I guess there's only one thing to say. Cowabunga! Yeah! yeah! Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute, available July 31st on DuelingGenre.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Spider-Man Minute, the daily podcast where we try to catch up to Spider-Man 2, <laughs> one hostage-tossing minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Zach Luna. And I'm Other Scott. Yeah! <laughs> Welcome back, Tofty. Hi, everybody. Today, we are talking about Minute 97, which begins with Spider-Man leaping from uh, grab rail to grab rail. Uh, and ends with uh, Spider-Man catching victims in webs. I don't know how to say what this yeah. like. Yeah. Well, like, when you yeah. say it like that, they sound like his victims. I know. Right. That's what I mean. <laughs> but they're, like they're doc catching Doc Ox victims He's in webs, spinning safety nets. Uh, yeah. But are they go. victims if he saves them? I guess that's true. I don't yeah. know. I mean, they they were they traumatized. Are, Schroeder's yeah, that was, victim. 
that was a rough <laughs> that was a rough 10 seconds of their life that they just had um, <laughs> i mean you know do you think that doc ox arms are just like covered in like axle grease um sure wait why because <laughs> i just feel like that poor woman's dress that he tosses that's like you just never wearing that dress again oh, oh no I see. <laughs> just gonna yeah. be coated in grease and oil yeah, yeah yeah i mean that you definitely get that vibe from the arms <laughs> that they're they're not uh yeah that they're like kind of greasy kind of because they grimy yeah kind of grimy they just look so practical you know that it seems like they would have to have some sort of like i i mean yeah how often do you think he like gets uh you know wd 40 on those things like <laughs> does he just like constantly do, do they take like oil baths like c3po well, they're oh, gonna like yeah. keep him up at night with the squeaking you know you gotta do yeah. something it's true See, i assume that while he is sleeping the arms are doing all the maintenance stuff so they're yeah. like you know oh, giving each other pedicures point. and stuff at that point yeah <laughs> it's true Tent- um, tentacures yeah. So, okay, so he's, so, so Spidey is leaping from, from guardrail to guardrail, and then they go back out to the side. Hang on, um, hang on. You, you can't just skip over that, because <laughs> this is a thing that actually happens in the subway. People leap, leaping from rail to rail. Oh, yes. Oh, dangerous. <laughs> they uh, call it showtime. It's dancing, and they're doing <laughs> spins and flips on the rails. And let me tell you, you might not think a subway car is big enough to, to fit a human being doing like loop-de-loops around a pole, mm-hmm. but they are. And it's the most annoying thing on the planet. Crazy. Mm. Yeah. I got, I got they reprimanded. Like, <laughs> are, they, are, are they like dance school kids? No, or am I just, no they're am just I, like, they're like okay. kids hustling for money. They'll like oh. get on a train. So what they'll do oh, is like, like when, the, when the train goes from like Brooklyn to Manhattan or, or like under tunnels or over bridges, those long stretches where people are trapped in the train, oh. right? They'll be like showtime and they hit the radio and they like jump up and because the, there's like poles on the ceiling too. So they like grab yeah. the poles on the ceiling doing flips and they're doing like stripper twists around them and they're like wow. kicking people in the face and it's, <laughs> it's awful. It's just super annoying. Like good for That's you kids cool. to have a business plan, but like <laughs> Jesus, find something else. Play a ukulele or something. My I God. know. Come on. Oh, man. I, Impress uh, me I with got, a witty joke. <laughs> I got reprimanded once on the uh, um, uh, on the tube in London because uh, during a late night, we were our group was the only people on a, one of the cars, and we were daring each other to, like, climb around on those. And I was like, I can do that. And so I did, like, a whole you know bars routine in between them, and then, like, over the intercom, this, like, nice British voice was like, can you not do that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the cameras, they can see what you're doing in there. Oh, yeah. The New York subway people could care less. <laughs> yeah. You basically find a corner to sit in, look at the floor, and don't acknowledge the craziness happening around you. Because <laughs> if you look at them, they're going to ask you for money. Uh, yep. Yep. And you're not going to give it to them. No. No. Uh, so, okay. Um, Anyway, so so he's he's leaping from grab rail to grab rail, and then goes out to the side, like jumps through a window out to the side of the subway. Mm-hmm. Um, I am just there is nothing about this that I am buying the gravity at all. Like <laughs> no. the the CG the CG like I get it I get it he can stick to things he's Spider Man I know but <laughs> you're you're like I get that when you're doing this practically. You have to cheat it and you have to build a set that is, uh, you know, a, an upright train so that he can act like Spider-Man 
even though, you know, he's not. If you yeah. were doing this practically, that's what you would have to do. And so the gravity isn't going to work right. Just like when he's crawling the walls practically, like it's it's just flat on the ground and he's crawling on the wall, you know, like Batman 66 style. Yeah. But uh, I get it. And, and it's forgivable when it's practical. But in a CG environment, like you can recreate gravity to be going the right direction and you're not. You are... <laughs> You are having gravity go down the subway, you know, down the train instead of like the way that it's supposed to be going. And it's baffling. It doesn't. Because he uses the webs, Scott. It's not gravity. He uses the webs. That's why it's great. Because he smashes out the window and uses the webs to pull himself back down. Like rubber bands himself back in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, it's cool. It's, it's, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> He's not buying it, Zach. No, I'm not. I'm not buying it. I'm sorry. I'm not buying it. Like the gravity just doesn't work. When he's leaping from uh, from uh, rail to rail, like it doesn't look like gravity is down. It, it, it doesn't look like he's fighting gravity. That's my oh, problem. Oh, I see. It's it so doesn't look in, like he's fighting gravity. He's weightless. Yeah. yeah, it's Yeah, it's the least convincing of the like weight of spider-man in the cg spidey when he does the inside leap i thought you meant when he came out the window i like that bit oh that's no fun. when he comes out the window that's fine that's oh yeah oh yeah a, no because because there's inertia and, and mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff going on working for him there i'm i'm strictly talking about when he leaps from rail to rail i just don't there's no oh, yeah there's no. no gravity that i feel like he's fighting because it's such a gentle jump from rail <laughs> to rail <laughs> That I just like, no, no, you would fall. <laughs> no, you would definitely fall. Like a hundred percent you would fall. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that moment is just pure video game for sure. But yeah. Yeah. let's keep in uh, with the train moving. You have to account for the fact that the train is moving at a fast pace in the opposite no. direction of which he's jumping also. No, that's how which... frame of references work in physics. Steve <laughs> talked. He was already has the momentum going forward. <laughs> but he's going in the opposite direction. So it doesn't, it's like no. he's going in two different directions at <laughs> no, once. Right. It's got to. <sighs> My God. If he and the train are moving at the same speed when he's, he's on fight- the first rail, that's he's negating. Oh my train God. inertia and gravity simultaneously, and he just does like a little, a little dogs and cats living together, <laughs> <laughs> mass hysteria. Uh, can we talk Spiders about how an his- octopus living together? <laughs> can we talk about how his eyes are a little too close together in his uh, little hero shot four seconds in when he's about to web up Doc Ock, like? Every hmm. once in a while, I look at the Spider-Man head, and I think two things. Uh, number one, why is Spider-Man's jaw so square in this film? <laughs> and number two, why are his eyes just a little too close together? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we. I it's. I don't think the problem isn't that they're too close together. They just need to be a little bigger. If they were just yeah. a little bigger, they wouldn't look so weird. They wouldn't I feel think. so squinty angry. Yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah. disproportionate to the size of the noggin. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> the size of the noggin. Size of the noggin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, beyond that, I do like that shot. I think this the suit looks pretty good there. Yeah, it looks yeah. great there. The shoulder yeah. muscles are very intense. They're yeah. a lot. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're very bulbous. <laughs> they're a lot. Yeah. <laughs> That's how we were wanted to do all superheroes then. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, it's good. We're going to bulk them up. Yeah. Uh, and then we have the, uh, the, the second train thing. The flip. The uh, squish. Yeah. The, yeah. That's good. Flattened beat. I love yeah, it. That's really good. Again, like it comes out of nowhere, and we I just love the way it's staged that we have him turn and make the realization, and then we cut to the uh the alternating coverage of it, and then it just mm-hmm. boom goes by you know 
super fast. The, the thing I like about that is that's not his spider sense kicking in, and I never noticed this before. He actually sees Doc Ock bail and get out of the way. And yeah. when he realizes that Doc oh, Ock yeah. jumps, to the t- jumps to the top of the train, he, then he turned around and he's like, what's going on? Oh, another train. I'd better do yeah. this thing now. I'd better go Matrix. Yeah. No, that's go good. Go Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, and you know, and then the other thing that I, I always, <laughs> I find myself considering a lot, especially in these, um, in the action sequences, is that uh, I, I think about like, what if... What if this had been, if this scene had been made in the DCU, what would be different? And like, you know, uh, the first thing is the thing that Tofty talked about yesterday, which is like no one in the train caring that this is happening. Um, that would definitely be the gag, uh, is like, they would all, they, you would, you would see the, 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 the top of the train like collapse and they, as they roll across it and everyone would just like either not look or like one person would look up and then just (laughs) turn back back down to their magazine they were reading. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know yeah um, metropolis what are you gonna do yeah. and then and now here this moment where he's he's uh slammed up against the the window and we get oh, that god shot. i hope you say what i think you're gonna we, say we get that interior <laughs> shot of of him against the window and we get just this this nice shot of spidey's butt and <laughs> and i just i just imagine like some woman just like being like hmm like just you know oh, okay so you yeah. want to know what i think should have gone here uh uh-huh. uh-huh. And my 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 director's mind's eye is, and I know this wouldn't even exist because elevator music isn't a thing on subways. But just a little bit of elevator music to totally pull the the audio of the action <laughs> yeah. sequence out. Oh yeah, <laughs> just another day in uh, Spidey's New York City. Absolutely, <laughs> like that's uh, well, that's kind of uh, that's kind of the Stan Lee gag in the first Amazing Spider-Man, right? Yes. Where he, yeah, mm-hmm. where he's like the librarian listening to the music with the crazy fight behind him. That's totally. true, true. Yeah. It's my favorite um, moment in that movie, actually. Yeah, yeah oh, for sure. Um, I mean, in my memory, uh, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see, I guess. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I I, really like this moment where he, he gets back on top of the train and he's like, oh, hero pose again. And then he's like, wait, where'd he go? Like he's, he's, he's like, wait, he's, he's not <laughs> up here. I keep looking. Oh dang! Oh, uh, now and then, and then I loved I love Doc Ock coaxing him with the over. tentacle. Yeah, yeah, with the yeah. tentacle, like here I am, buddy. Come <laughs> There's that. no dialogue in this scene, and like I think I I look. I love this movie, but I almost w- w- I wish I want to hear a version of this fight scene with like Peter Parker's like animated series quipping going on. Oh sure, yeah, just like. <laughs> Maybe that it doesn't have to be all tension all the time. Or in these quiet moments that he could, like, say something to him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm almost wondering if they did and then realized that it just wasn't working. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he has the, the mask thing. You can just take it out and it doesn't yeah. look like he's talking type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I know this long stretch here, though, where he's on top looking around. Um, I have to assume that's Chris Daniels because... I don't think Toby is this flexible in uh, late 2003, early 2004 because of his back injury. Oh, like he, right. True. He really goes for all of these crawling and looking around. Wait, what happened to here. Toby's back? Oh, uh, and Seabiscuit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Crazy back injury. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, around. So, yeah, I, I, I think you're probably right. Uh, I, I do love him. I love that shot from inside the train of him like upside down on the side of the on the side of the window. Yeah. That's pretty classic. 
Yeah. It's like the cover to Marvels that uh Yeah. Alex Ross comic. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. Um, the the fast zoom that Sam Raimi uses here too to to kind of imply the motion of Doc Ock's tentacles when it cuts back to Spider-Man you see the fast zoom in. Oh yeah. That's a that's a cool little device right there too. Mm-hmm. That's really oh, yeah. fun. It's yeah. good. It's really good. Uh so now this bit. So he gets punched in the face uh by the by the by one of Ock's arms. Um mm-hmm. And uh, gets, you know, hits the ground and then uh, has to catch back up with the train. Now, I... this looks like Brooklyn. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Surf time. Yeah. Right. This looks like Third Avenue in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This, this looks is... like this looks like the same area that uh, that uh, Peter um, runs past in the in the trailer for Homecoming to like go yeah. down an alley to change. Yes. Yeah. yeah. This is either part of Queens or, or Brooklyn here, but it's it's also very funny because. If you could see when he first gets thrown out the window, uh, if you look in the the coverage there that they shot, these plates, all of a sudden all the buildings are like five stories tall because we're in uh-huh. Queens or Brooklyn. Right. And then when, when he gets back up there, we're in Chicago again and everything's <laughs> super tall. Because <laughs> there, uh, there are a couple L trains in New York City, but none in Manhattan, none in Midtown, none where there's big buildings. So no. right. they just kind of splice them together. Right. <laughs> Uh, so, okay. So this bit, he gets, he gets knocked to the ground and, uh, uh-huh. this bit, uh, you know, we were talking off camera and, uh, we were watching, we were rewatching the minute and, uh, Tofty mentioned like, as this was happening, he was like, <laughs> he was like, you know, this had one of the best video game adaptations of all time. And I was laughing. And the reason was because I have in my notes that this reminds me of a part in a video game, like in a boss fight where you have to like catch up with someone like, uh-huh. like you're fighting on a, on a moving thing and then they knock you off and then you have to catch up to them. Cause if they get too far away, you're, you're going to lose. lose the level. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and Regardless that's what this, if you defeat them, if they get too far ahead of you, it goes pff, mission yeah, failed. Right, yeah. that's right. what this totally reminds me of. So I was like, <laughs> oh yeah, no, there you go. It's, I mean, it's that, it's apparently not just me, even if it is, uh, you know, uh, psychological, uh, psychologically connecting uh, totally. on a subliminal yeah. mess, like subliminal level. But it's, uh, <laughs> it's there. It wasn't just me. The stakes, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, plus in the the video game of this film, uh, which I I just played like about a month ago, uh, this is how that the sequence is structured. Is it's Ock is on a train and he keeps knocking you off and you have to catch up to him. And if he gets too far ahead, oh, you lose. And you okay. do it twice. There's two times where he's on top of a train and you have to catch up to him or he, you know, you lose. Uh, awesome. I always find those levels very frustrating. Oh, yeah. No, they're so yeah. hard. They're super hard. Uh, this, I, 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 I'm wondering if um, this was the case for anyone else, but like this bit where the music is sort of picking up and it's sort of... Um, playing like a almost like a uh i don't know what 1.5 speed version of the of the <laughs> of the um main like spider-man hero theme oh yeah and uh and then he is we're following spidey as he walks up that building and sort of like dives off of it and as that's happening it transitions into like some kind of piece of music that for whatever reason rather than danny elfman it sounds a little bit like uh, like John Williams to me. Okay, I was actually gonna say oh. this. This whole part, you know what it is? It's the asteroid sequence from Empire Strikes Back. Yes, <gasps> that's right? what it sounds like. Yes, it totally yep. does. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not entirely sure of why. Uh, yeah. I, I think it's partially the instrumentation and kind of the 
uh, some of the melodic choices he makes and the way that he repeats the main theme over and over again, sort of at different levels. Yeah. Um, but it yeah. definitely gives that same kind of uh, orchestra. It's the same kind of orchestration and it's the yeah. same kind of uh, tempo and feel. And it's this very similar visual thing happening too, where you're following Spider-Man as he's kind of diving around and swinging mm-hmm. about as if he were the Millennium Falcon. Right. Yeah. No, that's totally what this part reminds me of. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Look at us I'm all. I'm glad we had a real page. deal music guy on for this section. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who knew? Nailed it in one. That's me, what it me, feels like. Me and Tofty are just synced up this minute. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about, but I can't, like I, I have a feeling and then he right. explains it and to me. And then he elucidates. It's great. I yeah. am your I am your inner musical uh, articulation device. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the uh maybe that's the title of this episode. Uh, <laughs> I just love that moment. I there's something about the, the way he moves here, a thing that I want more of in other Spidey films is Spider-Man, like, running and jumping really far. Like, mm-hmm. I, I really like it when he does stuff like that where he's showing off his strength in a not-punchy way. Mm-hmm. Um, the physics of the jump. I, I don't know. It just always gets me excited. Like, the way that last season I got so excited when he did the leap where he lands on the front of the car um, as he's, like, trying to hunt down the carjacker, Uncle Ben's killer. That I get the same feeling here when he does the little run up the wall and the leap. Um, there's just something so thrilling about it that, again, even if the graphics don't look 2018 quality, the f- the feeling I get from that movement is so pure and fun and thrilling, yeah. and it just it's, feels like peak Spidey. You feel like you're free falling with him. I always like the free fall when Spider-Man yes. kind of is just like in mm-hmm. the air, almost flying, but you know he can't fly. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's the appeal sure. of like even in the game, you go to that Spider-Man 2 uh, yes. PlayStation game and you like the whole point of it is like, let's just see how long you can fall before you trigger your uh, your spider web. You know, yeah. that's yeah. that's that's the yeah. exhilaration right there. Oh, yeah. Mm. No, absolutely. And then sometimes just for fun, you don't trigger the spider. Web. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and this is also true. <laughs> and he goes full ragdoll splat yeah. um, <laughs> I uh okay so now now here comes the larger question that I have about this sequence and I'm I want to apologize in advance everyone because I'm going to be very hard on this sequence that is oh, a boy. classic sequence <laughs> that everyone absolutely loves and I love it when I'm just watching the movie but when we're breaking this down I really I need to I need to be a little critical of this okay. um so <laughs> Here's here's the problem I'm having. Doc Ock, his only goal in this situation is to get Spider-Man, to take Spider-Man to Harry, because Harry wants him alive and he wants the tritium from Harry. That's this is a trade. That is the situation. That is mm-hmm. the only his only goal. So everything he should be doing. In this entire sequence, every single thing should be not about necessarily punching Spider-Man or fighting Spider-Man. It should be about capturing Spider-Man. Everything that he's doing, that should be at the forefront of his mind. But the action is not telling me that. And in in this bit right here, when he throws Spider-Man from the train and then makes no move to leave the train to go after him at all, just Mm. stays on the train... And then when he catches up to the train, Doc Ock looks frustrated and then rips two people out of the train car and then throws them off the train 
why exactly? Like, what does throwing two people out of the train do in his goal of capturing Spider-Man? Nothing. Right. It doesn't do anything. It's right. just it raising like the goal is to outrun Spider-Man, to get away from him. Right. But that doesn't make sense. That's not his goal. That is not his goal. It I and and so like I my argument is that while this is a really great action sequence when looked at in a vacuum, which I imagine was probably the case in mm-hmm. post. This was probably mm-hmm. done in a vacuum based on everything that we know about the making of this movie and the difficulties of it and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder if there was an older version of the script where he was trying to get away from Spider-Man and they they were like, no, nah, this sequence still works. And it <laughs> kind of doesn't. Uh, We've been pre this for a year. Like, yeah. Yeah. On. Right. Yeah. Uh, like, it really does feel like a sequence that was pre to within an inch of its life. And then when they realize that the story beats, they don't actually work in the context of the character's motivation. Mm-hmm that like why is he even doing what he does later like in tomorrow's minute why does he break the train and have it go like what is that going to accomplish other than kill a bunch of innocent people like what what does that accomplish for his goal is it is it possible that he's trying to tire out spider-man so that he's weaker when he gets to harry Hmm. maybe but spider-man has superpowers and doc ock doesn't right so Doc Ock, theoretically, Doc Ock should be getting tired way before Spider-Man does. Yeah. So how are you going to tucker him out? I mean, maybe like if he can see perfectly into the future and he's like, oh, if I do this whole ordeal with the train, he'll become so exhausted from trying to stop it that he'll just pass out and get him. But <laughs> right. but like he doesn't know that. Yeah. I, I, it's Doc Ock. He should have some sort of weird like uh, knockout uh, potion he brewed up that he's trying to get <laughs> i don't know some some science science is he way 1966 to try to... penguin <laughs> me... also hold yes. on hold on Ock out potion <laughs> oh, oh, oh god can we put done. a big label on it too in like yeah. capital letters that says Ock out yeah perfect. yeah Ock out gas Ock out gas there's no uh, scienciness in his approach to Dis- disabling and capturing Spider-Man. There, there's it's- no, yeah, there's no, there is, the, what this is missing is, like, here's the thing, we're making fun of Ock-Out Gas, but yeah. if he had Ock-Out Gas and he kept trying to hit Spider-Man <laughs> with it, but kept getting, but Spider-Man kept punching him out of the way or throwing obstacles in his way and he was getting as frustrated, like, it would add another layer to this fight where it's like, okay, I know what his goal is. His goal uh-huh. is to hit Spider-Man with the Ock-Out gas, right? Yeah. yeah. But, but and Spider-Man's goal is to get, Spy- to get Doc Ock to tell him what he did with Mary Jane. Yes. Then they're, both of their goals are very clear at that point. But right now, their goals are not clear. They're just fighting to be fighting. Yeah. And we could, you could maybe even still hit some of these beats and they wouldn't feel as, like, fighty random if it was in that context. Like, I can see Ock getting really frustrated mm-hmm. and then doing something needlessly cruel. Right. You know, to sort of, like, lash out at Peter. But he, he's just doing something senselessly cruel. There's no motivation behind it. It's right. just stuff happening. It's right. great stuff. I mean, to be sure. No, no. Yeah, the action sequence is incredibly entertaining. Mm -hmm. Uh, All I'm talking about is there's no strategy to what he's doing. (laughs) 
I mean, yeah, I mean, I can't fault that at all. It's true. <laughs> I concur. Yeah, he's throwing these people out of the train. I'm just like, what? Is, what are you trying to accomplish? Yeah, I mean, here, the only man? thing I can think of is that it's an illustration of sort of him losing his cool. And yeah. you're starting to see the, this character who started off as not an inherently evil character. You're starting to see some now evil aspects of him. It's giving you a reason to feel less sympathetic for him. Yeah, I mean, we have been ramping up his level of just overt cackling evilness as we've been going on. I, The one thing I could think for this sequence is that maybe they felt it was more important to highlight Peter being back at full spider-man power at his most heroic so we can't just have him punching doc ock we have to have him doing heroic things so it's like maybe more important to show that like peter is the best at spider-manning right now than it is to but it's it still doesn't really track no 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 but like even even that like absolutely i don't disagree and i'm not Mm -hmm. and i'm not necessarily even saying like let's not have him throw these innocent people out of the train that yeah peter has to catch them no by all means throw the innocent people out (laughs) of the train yeah throw them out there like what i dare you do you monster but 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 the uh to put these monstrous things in the river um i i i just i think that i i think tofty was on the right track like if he had the ock out gas and is trying to get spider-man and like maybe for the first like half of this spider-man is is like almost getting hit by it or whatever and then something happens and spider-man knocks it out of his hand and he loses it and then not only does he lose the Ockout gas, but then he just turns back to Spider-Man just full of rage because he's like, ah, and then just goes after him. And then that's when, like Tofty said, he just loses it and just yeah. starts throwing people out of the train, like whatever he can do to just like not now he's just going to his only goal is to knock out Spider-Man with his arms, with his arms know? instead of his tech. Yeah, yeah. Right. And it's it's just like whatever he can do to just make him mad or whatever. Um, but it's we're not starting in a place of strategy we're just going he's just reacting which seems really weird to me because he told him where to meet him like (laughs) why why didn't he have a strategy like he was the one who told him to meet him at three o'clock on the clock tower like yeah you why didn't he come to the come to the meeting with some kind of strategy like it's it's that's, so strange to me. That's part of why it feels like a video game to a degree. That it's all right. It's time for a boss fight and not contextually I, I a little out of place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it doesn't have to be like Ock out gas. Maybe it's some sort of fancy taser he makes. I, I like Ock out gas. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Can I just no? Because say... it would have to be Ock out gas because it can't be a taser because he would just build those into the arms and then you oh, can't okay. get rid of all right. it. All right. It, yeah. It was really nice to hear you say clock tower again, Scott. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's nice. It true. It was saved. They saved it. They saved the clock tower and it grew into a big old clock tower and they moved it to New York. Yeah. Great. Yeah. And then they ruined it. They, uh, they just got so much money from that quarter by quarter <laughs> campaign. Uh, Are these in the same universe? Wait a minute. Sure. Why not? Fan theory. <laughs> You know what though? You know what the, the, this this makes me want. Like I look as much as I loved Giacchino's score for Homecoming. Mm-hmm. Um, I would I I would I would very much like a Spider Man uh, movie uh, scored by uh, Alan Silvestri. Oh yeah, I'd take be, it. Yeah, that would be uh, pretty good. I'd like to hear what his Spider Man theme would sound like. Yeah, um, magical. 
magical. Yeah, it would. Yeah. It would. Whimsical. Yeah. I mean, not for nothing, but the the alley where they have the upside down kiss in the first uh, movie, literally maybe twenty yards away from the clock tower. <laughs> Is that on that same back lot? Same back lot. Universal Studios. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. It all comes together. Uh, so, so my favorite bit of this moment, however. Mm-hmm. Is uh, when it, when I pulls these two people out of the subway, uh, these two uh, PlayStation Two characters. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> he, there's this beat. There's this beat where he can't decide who he's gonna throw first, and it's the funniest <laughs> thing. He just keeps looking back and forth between the two, like, ah, which one? I, yeah, just throw one, Ock. Like it's. <laughs> it's really great. I can almost hear Sam Raimi yelling out like all right look left now look right now look left and now throw yeah (laughs) it's so good um (laughs) and you know what else we get in this uh scenario uh we finally for the i think the first time ever in in this movie series we see spider-man shoot out a fully formed web in one shot yeah so we see how he does that yeah um We've always wondered. We have solved the mystery of the note. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah. So it 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 can happen, and it happens very quick. Mm-hmm. So uh, good for he him. Just like focuses real hard, and boom, there's a net. Now yeah. you're safe. Way to practice. I, I love it. We'll be back tomorrow with minute ninety-eight. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.